Here we go, leaders, with another edition of the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast. I am Brad Lominick, setting in as the host on this episode. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of this journey. Thanks for leaning in to being a better leader. And that's our goal. We want to make you a better leader. We want to see you being healthy and also thriving as a leader. So that's our hope, our expectation. You're on the treadmill, you're mowing the lawn, you're doing the dishes, wherever you are. We hope this uh, encourages you today and it, it inspires you. And there's some practical stuff here too. Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. Arguably one of the most influential couples, married couples in entertainment. And they are collectively a force, but also individually a force. And Roma, of course, is longtime actress. She heads up the Lightworkers Media division of MGM, which is the Faith and Family division. She's a producer. She has been part of uh, of a number of shows, including Touched by an Angel, for many, many years. And uh, just a, a, a wonderful leader and a, a powerful, powerful voice in today's culture. And, of course, Mark Burnett, arguably one of the most influential producers in Hollywood, and especially in the in the re- reality show industry. He is the chairman of MGM Worldwide, as well as the executive producer of many shows that you would recognize, that you would know, uh, created and produced. The Apprentice uh, is the producer of Survivor, uh, also Shark Tank, The Voice. I mean, the list goes on. In fact, uh, Burnett, Mark Burnett produced TV series, have been nominated for a total of 143 Emmys. Hello. That's, uh, that's a lot of Emmys to be nominated for. So they are doing great work. And their most, their most recent and upcoming work is Resurrection, which is a brand new show that's going to be on Discovery+. Plus. They talk about this new show in the interview. So let's get to that interview. Uh, Andrew McCourt and Ray Johnston, both sitting down to talk with Mark Burnett and Roma Downey about the new show, the new uh, Discovery-only show, Resurrection, as well as some other topics on leadership and life and faith. So let's jump in. Here we go. Uh, Hey, friends, welcome on Facebook, on the webinar and the podcast that you're going to be receiving soon. And um, it's Ray Johnston. I'm here with Andrew McCourt. And Andrew, we have some special guests. Yeah, we do indeed, Ray. Uh, We are just absolutely thrilled today. And it's my privilege to introduce our guests. And I have in front of me the accolades associated with them. Everybody, we've got Roma Downey and Mark Burnett. And uh, Roma is an Emmy-nominated producer, actress, New York Times bestselling author. She is the president of Lightworkers Media, the faith and family division of MGM Studios. And she is a beloved Emmy and Golden Globe nominated actress from the CBC, uh, CBS hit series Touched by an Angel and producer of the TV smash hit the, Bra- uh, the Bible, in which she also played the Mary, the mother of Jesus. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive to play that part. And then Mark, <laughs> she's married to Mark, and Mark is um, originally from uh, um, England. He's a British television producer, now based in Los Angeles. And uh, Mark is currently the executive producer, listen to this, Ray, of five network uh, television series with seven hours of network programming. And his shows are shown in over 70 countries. And his current series are Survivor, The Voice, Shark Tank, and the People's Choice Awards. 
did you? It's taken nearly half our show just to tell <laughs> everyone how impressive they are. That's right. Hey, and those of you listening to this uh, here and around the world, what what you need to know about the we've known each other for a while. I've been in your house twice, um, and as accomplished as they are, they're just really nice people and really easy and fun to be around. We went in to see a, a screening of something in um, the room, and people walked in, and all their Emmys are just sitting on a coffee table. So we all these friends over grabbing an Emmy, taking a picture of them. Matter of fact, the two where they're stolen, actually, Andrew has those, I think. So they're in his house. So, hey, welcome, you two. We're glad to have you here. Thank you so. It's so grateful to see you. You know, as you said, I've been friends for a long time. I'm so grateful to spend time with you guys today. Yeah, we are. We really are. It's so nice to see you, particularly in such. It's been such a crazy year, hasn't it, you guys? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's such a crazy year. It's so nice to see you all and everybody looking well and healthy and 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 you know managing. Yeah. Hanging hey, before together. I, before I ask you a, a couple of questions. Uh, but by the way, thanks for doing this. You're coming out with a movie that we want everybody to see, promote and forward and all of that stuff. I'm going to get back to that in a second. Um, it's been a crazy year here. Oh, absolutely. Crazy year. Um, I mean, on so many different fronts, right? You know, yeah. just obviously uh, with COVID, with everything that happened with race, reconciliation, justice, obviously a little election thrown into that too. And I know that uh, definitely as an Irishman living in America, it, it was quite an interesting year. Yeah, no kidding. And yeah, we counted four pandemics the last time we were, we were rolling through this thing. And so the first thing I think everybody that loves you guys wants to know is how are you and how are you doing in this season? Yeah, well, thank goodness we're we're doing okay. You know, I mean, obviously we wish this season wasn't happening at all because it's affected so many people, affected so many people's health. Um, but thankfully, we, you know, our family are, are well and good. Mark got sick at the very beginning of COVID. Um, but made a good recovery and the rest good. of us have managed to avoid getting sick. But um, as I was saying to you, you guys earlier, just before we started taping, there, there still has been beauty in it. You know, I think that we've, because we're all the time together, we spend all the time together and we're still speaking to each other. <laughs> and I think, has, I think it has allowed us to get closer, you know, and closer to our kids too, because yeah, it's- Come on, <laughs> Oh, look at this, look, look at this. That. I'm not showing this to my wife. Um, the so, so Mark, did you have COVID? I did, did you? And yes. how did you recover from it? Uh, actually, it's, as you know, it's like a, it, can, it can be terrible for some people. For me, it was a very bad flu, I guess. But yep. because it was a year ago next week, it was the very, very beginning. So psychologically, it was probably worse than the physical because I really thought I was going to die because it was on the news every day and people yes. didn't know what to do. So we had people out redoing our wills and what we'd do for the future if I was going to die. I mean, I really sort of believed that. Clearly now we, have, we know much more about it and it could be managed a bit better. But at least I have the immunity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah, it was funny. I was the same way. Those of you that have it, um, the fear was worse than the, I, like, I, I, you know, when, when, it, when my chest got sore and it was hard to breathe, okay, my oxygen level didn't go down. But you just go to dark places. You're like, oh, I'm never going to preach again. What if I've destroyed my lungs? All this kind of stuff. And four days later, you're like, what was I thinking? So, yeah. so you're right. The emotions yeah. of it are great. I, we, we have, we both have a question for you. 
Uh, you are both people with a vibrant faith. I mean, we've been in a bunch of settings with you all. You love God. You love people. Um, you you have represented the Christian faith with grace and class. Um, how has your faith enabled you to get through some of the discouragement of the last year? Um, well, I, I think part of that is trying to be grateful for the good things and the bad things, knowing that God's plan is a mystery. Um, we are not supposed to understand that completely, except for to be completely grateful all the time and know that everything that's happening to us is part of a much bigger plan and not to fight that plan, just be grateful. I think that's so, so important. And I think clearly the world has gone through so much, but there is a plan in place. And I'm sure we're going to come out of the other side. And interesting, this movie we're talking to you about, Resurrection, kind of deals with the idea of, you know, he resurrected and in some way the world can resurrect through what's happening. And, you know, and, and it's a season of hope. And so in some ways, even though it, obviously Easter is a time of Christ's resurrection, it's also could be look at resurrection in many other ways. And the movie can provide that hope. Yeah, resurrection certainly works best in a cemetery, and uh, and so so Roma. I have a question for both you and Andrew. Okay, okay. you're both from Ireland, and I, I've been I've dragged Andrew in here to ask this. Yeah, you're both Andrew, from we Ireland. Have big, we have our big day next week with I, exactly. Oh, I cannot wait for it. Even with COVID, we're going to celebrate. Okay, wait, wait. Tell, by the way, you yeah, all should fly in for church. We're wearing green. Yeah. And it, he took over the church this weekend. Oh, yeah. So this weekend coming, we're, we're actually we're in a series called Keep the Faith. And, and this weekend, we're going to be talking about keep the faith and how to share your faith the St. Patrick's way. And we're doing a full St. Patrick's presentation. We've actually got Irish dancers coming to all of our <laughs> services. Oh, we're oh, going to paint, paint the, the town green, quite literally. And everyone's excited because, you know, half the world is Irish and the other half want to be. So that's, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, and the, is, the only thing we had to do was ban Andrew from putting Guinness in the communion cups. Other than that, we're good. <laughs> but I have a question for you. You both grew up in a country. They called it the Troubles, but it was at war with itself, deeply divided, building massive walls right down the middle. We've been in Belfast together. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would the two of you have for America? Because we are starting to look like the divided states of America. If you could speak to our country with a perspective from your home country, what advice would you give our country? Well, I, I know that speaking from experience, because of the division in Northern Ireland that I grew up in and, um, and how joyfully we see how there has been so much reconciliation and bridge building there, you know, instead of building walls, build bridges mm -hmm. and to remind each other of all the things that we that we do have in common. You know, it's easy to get focused on all the things that we have that are different, but um, that we share so much that we have in common. I think we just have to keep a focus on that, keep a focus on being grateful. Um, you know, it's a different world, I suppose, because social media has become a very, can be a very hateful place. And, and because it can be anonymous, people just says it can be anonymous, outrageous things to try to stir up fear and anxiety in other people. But um, I, I just know when I, was, when I was a child there, it seemed like we would never get it together. 
if you had told me back then that that my city would that the, that a walking peace bridge would be built from riverbank to riverbank and that there would be a natural um a flow of, of both sides of that divide, I wouldn't have thought it possible, but I've seen it with my own eyes. It is possible. So, you know, we just have to keep moving forward and believe. So yeah. Well, I, I'm going to actually use some of Mark and Roman's words, because when you guys addressed the president's prayer breakfast a few years ago, uh, Roman, you actually talked about the peace process and you talked about what it was like not to demonize one another and to actually sit down and have dialogue and the importance of meeting with people that are different from you, that have different opinions and actually having conversations. And I think that was part of the peace process in Ireland, that people were courageous enough to form rooms and get down and, and talk with. And one of those guys was, was um, a gentleman from uh, Roman City, the city of Derry. His name was John Hume. And uh, it's a city where all my children were born. My four children were born there. And I remember just one day, I was out walking in a place called Moville beside the beach. My children were playing. They were really small. And, and I saw this gentleman walk towards me. And it was John Hume. And I had never met him before. And he went on to win the Nobel Peace Prize. An incredible man. And I remember shouting at my children, quickly, come over here. And they were just small. And, and I said, you need to say thank you to this man. Because you're going to have a different childhood compared to the childhood that I had or Roma had and a lot of it's got to do with this man and I actually got choked up talking to him and he said thank you very much for saying those very kind words but he just he created atmospheres and rooms where people got to sit look each other in the eye and go do you know what and we always used to say this back in Ireland a, a, a Protestant's mother's tears are the same as a Catholic mother's tears hmm. tears are tears we're human at the end of the day and we just need to see each other yeah so, so I, I, want, I have a couple leadership questions for you both. Um, the scope of what you're involved in and what you lead, I mean, it's nine miles wide, um, but I've been with you and your staff in different settings at different times, and it is a really healthy culture. It just feels like people getting along, they like each other. We have a lot of leaders listening to this. What do you do to build a great culture in a church, organization, business, or your company? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you look at some people think of the, the title CEO as chief executive. It should more be chief encouragement officer. Oh, I'm writing that down. I, I, I really believe that, you know, in terms of MGM and what we do, I get a lot of the credit, but actually you're only as good as your team and the, the courage to hire people that you believe are better than you. Weak leaders hire people. Who are, <laughs> they, they Weak people hire people who they know that are weaker than them. And so it makes them feel more powerful. But great growth comes from the leader not needing to do everything. Hire people stronger than yourself and get out of their way. Be there for big decisions, but don't micromanage. Allow those subordinates to thrive, and ideally, they'll replace you eventually. This is like a whole book. Oh, it's great. It's great <laughs> you know what's funny is that was I, everybody, everybody right now is going, I'm going to back this up, play it again, and write that down. That was my four things. Um, the, well, how would you answer the same question? Because you're such a good culture setter. 
Well, I know that certainly in the in producing a movie, for example, you know, you know, here here we are. We're going to be speaking to you about resurrection, and um, but you know, it wouldn't have happened without a village. It takes a village to do anything, and uh, you know, like we were saying earlier, um, we we hire excellent people uh, to create excellent content, and there's no you know, and so. We are just so grateful to all of the different departments and um, the many, many departments that come together to make something like this. Um, we're very missional in our work. And, um, you know, and I'd like to think we lead with love. Um, we, we, we have a very kind organization. Uh, we expect the best out of people. Um, we empower people to, you know, to do the best they can. And, um, and in certainly in this situation, we are thrilled with the results. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant. Fantastic. We obviously want to talk about your movie. And I believe that our team have got a clip of, uh, or like a, like a part trailer of the movie, uh, uh, The Resurrection. And so we're so excited about this. So I think we're going to jump now and uh, show a clip of this movie. And then we're going to dive right into it and unpack this. Take team. All right, let's roll it. One man against the might of Rome. He deserves to die! If you cannot control the story. Ah! Kill it. From the producers of the Bible. Your leader had a great following. The authorities murdered him. The Nazarene remains a threat both to the Sanhedrin and to Rome. You underestimate the might of your Roman overlords. And son of God. His followers spread rumor that he would rise from his own death after three days. You'll live to regret your hand in his death. You think he's coming back? I know he is. You had to believe. Roman seal has been broken. The tomb is now open and the Nazarene is gone. Impossible! Jesus has risen. You will preach the gospel to all creation. No! Spread his word. This could trigger rebellion. Lock down the city. Tear the place apart! Go! What if you've chosen the wrong man? Believe and follow me. The kingdom of God is coming, and we will be fit to enter! Resurrection, the global premiere, March 27th on Discovery+. Plus. Well, that is fantastic. But the, hey, so I have a couple questions about this movie. First one is, just tell us about the movie. Why, why did you do it? When's it coming out? And then I have some specific questions. Well, we intended the movie to come out in theaters. Obviously, that can't be happening right now yeah. for Easter. And rather than delay it for a year, that's where we went to a streaming service. We chose a streaming service that had family-friendly content, Discovery Plus. There's nothing offensive on that. So we tried to serve uh, the audience with uh, our movie on a, on a platform that was non-offensive. The, the movie itself, Resurrection, 
as you can see, is told very differently from other content around this subject in that showing the disciples as humans who were afraid. They weren't one-dimensional characters. Imagine hmm. that after hmm. Jesus was crucified, uh, first of all, they weren't sure he'd come back, uh, didn't really believe it. They just wanted to run away. You know, In fact, only one of them, John, even was at the crucifixion. You know, Peter, as we know, denied Jesus three times. They were scared to death. And at the same time, the Romans and the temple authorities didn't believe he resurrected. They were certain that somebody stole that body. And in fact, as you know, in the Gospels, the temple authorities paid money to the temple guards to lie and say that disciples stole the body. So a part of this, the body, is the Romans and the temple authorities them to find that body because they're certain he couldn't have resurrected. Someone stole the body. You know, when those temple guards said that an angel opened that tomb and they said, that's ridiculous. One person couldn't open that tomb. They were so terrified. It really gives you the fear that was going on and how wonderful it was when Jesus resurrected and showed up to them. Of course, we had the part with Thomas where he didn't really believe. And then they go to Galilee. So it goes through the whole emotional experience of their leader has come back. They didn't believe it, but now it's true. And now they're empowered through Pentecost to go out and tell the world. And of course, and the movie ends with showing we've gone from 12 disciples to 2.5 billion Christians around the world. Wow. Uh, so se second question is this. I've actually been on set when you were making AD. Um, you don't do anything halfway. Talk about what, what it took to pull off this movie. Well, <clears throat> one of the most amazing accomplishments, I think, of our crew was the building of the set of Jerusalem. We had over 500 workers working wow. round the clock for six weeks to create the temple, to create the streets of Jerusalem, to build this enormous set into which then we dropped our act actors, our extras in beautiful costumes. We dropped camels and donkeys and chickens and goats. And, and before you knew it, we had created this, recreated this ancient world into which then we were able to invite the audience to to partake in the story, to imagine themselves back in time, what it must have been like. So our job really was to try to create a very authentic looking yeah. world into which the story could take place. I think also, you know, let's assume you've never, you're not a Christian. You have never thought about it. You've never read the Bible. You watch this two hour movie. It's a really great way to explain what being a Christian is all about is clearly all about the resurrection. But it also makes you realize these were real people a couple of thousand years ago, but real people with normal human emotions. Sometimes when trying to teach the Bible, it seems very one dimensional. If you can identify it with these as humans going through an extraordinary experience, um, it's much easier to, to believe and understand how you can also find Jesus. I think that's true. And I think that one of the things that we 
that we set out to achieve, and I believe we did achieve in the film, Ray, was to create these this very real characters so that the audience identify with the characters. You know, you see parts of yourself in in the characters, you in how they're reacting to yeah. the extraordinary yeah. circumstances that they're living through, and you know, we each see ourselves in that and imagine because it's it's always easy to imagine yourself thinking, well, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have denied Jesus or I, I wouldn't have doubted him. I would have believed I wouldn't have been like Thomas. But the truth is that we we're all made up of of the same kinds of characteristics that we see on the screen. And I think it just makes the story come alive for people. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I'm the, I think the world is usually broken into people who learn through audio or with, with reading, and then there's people who really learn through visuals. I happen to be one of them. I know it's why I ended up being a storyteller and a movie maker. And I think that when you see a film like this, and then you go back to scripture, yep. or you go back into church to hear your sermon for Easter, it brings it alive in a different way because you, you have pictures to associate. You have three-dimensional characters. You know, you have full color and and grit and texture to add to the story. Yep. yep. Uh, so Mark, I got a question for you. Um, one of the frustrating things about Christians is they're good at criticizing. Okay. It's, it's, some feels it's their spiritual gift. Christians are really quick to criticize Hollywood, sometimes for legitimate reasons. My theory's always been when Hollywood comes out with something that's worthy of it, we should be the first people to promote it and have its back because then more things like that happen. Um, what, what would, there are seas of people listening to this. Some of them are leaders, pastors, parents. How could people promote this? Like, I'm assuming we're all going to want to get everyone everywhere watching this. What can people do to actively promote this so that we get it in front of everyone you know and love? You know, certainly social media through Facebook and through certain social platforms, uh, take the trailer and the other assets we've got and encourage people to see it because you're right, Ray. Uh, Discovery Plus have told us, if people show up for this, we're going to make a lot more of this kind of stuff because we've explained to Hollywood, Christians aren't some weird group that only speak to themselves. Christians watch yeah. The Voice. They watch the Super Bowl. That's right. you know, they, they, they do all the normal things. They probably watch Marvel movies. Christians are normal Americans who just believe. Don't try and put Christians into some weird little group. So, they, they, so on Discovery Plus, Planet Earth. They're going to watch Planet Earth. They're going to watch Shark Week. They just don't want to watch things with um, unmotivated violence. Don't give Christians nakedness and swearing. Give them good storytelling. So that's what I would say. Share this on social media. Again, there is no question. Once you watch this movie, you'll really feel what it was like to be a, a terrified, a terrified disciple in those three days between the crucifixion and the resurrection. And even afterwards, they were so persecuted and chased around the world. Um, and you'll feel how terrifying it must have been. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, Mark, I'm glad to hear you put it that way. Um, those of you that are listening and you teach or preach or you just want this, we're putting together a message for Easter. It'll have a link to this. We're also showing the trailer at the beginning of all of our Easter services. So it hooks people into it. Um, but the the if you want the outline real fast, here's Mark, you're exactly right. It's Easter Sunday morning. 
and the disciples are a mess. Jesus is alive and they're still a mess because they don't know it. Okay. And there's four characters. Mary is depressed. Thomas is racked by doubt. The disciples are locked in a room filled with fear. And the and the and Peter is going back to his former life because of failure. And you're pretty much going after a year of COVID, those same four things, depression, doubt, feelings of failure, and feelings with fear are dominating everybody. And Easter liberates them all when they discover the resurrection. So that'll be the outline of the sermon. If you want that, we will give you the outline free. We will give you message notes free. We'll give you links to the movies on that for free. All you got to do is contact us on our Thrive website. Um, so but I love where you're going. I did not know the angle you took on this movie. Finally. So well done. Um, a couple other quick questions. Then we'll wrap up. Number one is this. When you did the Bible, it exploded and like broke every record. Can you unpack what happened with that? Well, one of the things that, things like Oprah called us, we've known her for years, said, what is going on? The Bible is the water cooler discussion in America. I need to come and talk to you guys. What have you done here? And then I remember we were up against Game of Thrones and Walking Dead at the same time as the Bible. The Bible had more viewers then Walking Dead and Game of Thrones combined. And Roma, tell me your favorite headline. My favorite headline, Ron, is said, God beats zombies. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. God beats zombies. It's like, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. No, people just showed up, Ray. They just showed up. You know, they, 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 we mobilized. People came together. It also brought in a lot of audiences of uh, people that, that, weren't people that believe believers before they watched the show, but it opened a lot of hearts and brought a lot of people home to God, I think as well, which was an added bonus uh, for how well that series did. But it was a, a incredible time. We had over a hundred million Americans uh, tuned in to watch the entire series and it performed extraordinarily well overseas as well for the global audience. Yeah, right, in Canada, we were told that the Bible was premiering up against the first hockey game with the, with the Canadian teams. And we're like, oh, oh no, <laughs> except for the Bible beat hockey in Canada. That just shows you the supernatural <laughs> power. The Bible beat hockey in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> there is a God. <laughs> That's fantastic. The, um, I, the, by the way, when you came out with Ben-Hur, we, I just think if Christians get creative with this stuff, people could have parties if they wanted to have people over and watch it, things like that. We took over, we just did theater takeovers. So the nearest theater to, to the church in Granite Bay we have here, we contacted them. We took over every single screen in all of, I think there were 12, 12 theaters. And we spent two nights, we took over every screen and sold every show out. And the cool thing was at the end of it, we got to get up and say, hey, if that meant anything to you, here's some information. Uh, so I think it's time to get creative with this kind of stuff. So yeah. how how can people listen to this right now connect with, uh, where, where do you want them to go to connect with your material about this movie? Oh, gosh. Well, um, we have, uh, uh, they can go into discoveryplus.com. Backslash okay. resurrection. Mm-hmm. So yes, mm-hmm. discovery plus uh, backslash resurrection, which will take you to a landing, a landing page. 
Um, and it's a great streaming service, very inexpensive. And as I said, only has family-friendly content. That was key to us. That's Just so you know, Ray, many, many streaming services asked us for this movie. And our decision was we didn't want to, we wanted to put it somewhere where we wouldn't be embarrassed with fellow Christian followers would be unhappy with the streaming service. That's cool. That is cool. Hey, so my last question is this. Um, I don't know how many people listening to this, this is their worst year ever. They've had loved ones die and they couldn't be with them. You know, they've, we had, we had two grandkids born during COVID and we couldn't be in the hospital room for either one. Um, you know, people have weddings and they, 10 people can come and that's it. Um, lots of people, this has been their hardest year ever. If you could speak to everybody that's hurting, what would you tell them by way of encouragement? The thing, things will get better. An example from the movie, imagine we have a scene where, imagine that Peter actually comes back to the upper room. He denied Jesus, wasn't even at the crucifixion. John was there with Jesus' uh, mother. And when you get face-to-face now, Peter has to face John. He's absolutely embarrassed. He's beside himself that he, of all people, ran away. But what happens? They get together, it's forgiven, and they go on to help 2.5 billion Christians find Christ. Out of what may, may have been Peter's worst moment in his entire life. Mm. Things get better. Thank Jesus for even the bad times because it's a much bigger mystery plan than we actually know. Boy, that is good. It's funny. We have a verse of the year. Our verse of the year for everybody at, at, at our church is Nehemiah 2. It says, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will arise and build. And it feels like a verse for a time. But I also have a quote here. <laughs> And the quote of the year is this, God always has something good waiting for you on the other side of not giving up. Mm -hmm. So those of you that are tuned into this, um, we want to thank you for being with us. Um, You hear these folks, you go, they're accomplished. Um, The movie is going to be amazing. But what I want you to know is this, they're just fun to be with in every setting. I mean, they're normal, cool, really just fun people to be with. So thank you so much. We're thrilled about what you're doing. Any ways we can help? Go ahead, bro. So any ways we can help, let us know. And we'll give you the last word. (laughs) Roma said she's normal, not him. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds just like my wife about me, Mark. (laughs) Say hi to Carol for me, by the way. We'll we'll do it. So that's fantastic. Hey, we love you guys. Thanks so much. We're grateful for your friendship. We're grateful for your friendship, for your support, Ray. Thank you so much. You know, we 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 do this because we we want to share, you know, we we took the commission to go spread the gospel to the world. And and we feel it's a privilege to be able to bring to the screen the stories, you know, from our Bible and the life of our savior. And um, but you know, we make a movie and and then we, you know, we hand it over and we're just so grateful for you, for your support, for everybody at your church, just to to help spread the word, you know, that so that people can come and see and feel. I always think our job is to open hearts with our content, to excite and to open hearts. 
And then like that amazing scene from Resurrection, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes down and does the rest. You know, I feel that you will leave this movie feeling empowered and emboldened because they were afraid. But when the Holy Spirit came into them, it gave them the courage to go forward. And that's what, you know, then that's what we pray for is the Holy Spirit to come for all of us, to fill all of us, to give us all the courage. We're almost through this pandemic. I feel it, you know, I feel like the end is in sight. And, you know, I think we've been reminded how much we need each other and how much we love each other and think how grateful we're going to be when we finally are all able to be together or when we all are able to go to church together. We all are able you know, to do the things that we love together. So it's almost in sight, but thank you for your friendship and your support. Oh, feelings mutual. And I have a hunch people are going to listen to this multiple times, especially that last part. So thank you so much. Hey, love you guys. Looking forward to seeing what happens with this movie. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. God bless. God bless you. Hey, those of you, those of you on the, uh, those of you watching or listening to this, no matter when it is, um, you can go to our Thrive Conference website. They will take you to a link to the movie. They will take you, um, they'll take you a link to information about the movie. They will get you a link to a, a, the message outline and all of the transcribed message notes. And we'll create a link of it being preached so you can actually hear it as well. And, um, and my advice is this, if you're a pastor and you're preaching, um, just don't give us any credit, steal the message, make it better and just stand up and say, the Lord has spoken to me and let him have it. So, so thrilled to be with you all today. God bless. Roma, you can, uh, you can be a part of the, of the resurrection show on March 27th. So check it out. March 27th, it will be only on discovery plus. You can stream the global premiere on March 27th, only on Discovery Plus. So check that out, uh, discoveryplus.com forward slash resurrection for more information. And uh, we just want to thank them for their time, thank them for their friendship, thank them for the work that they're doing, the way that they uh, they really represent God and represent uh, faith in the marketplace and in the public square and in the entertainment industry. So well done, Mark and Roma. We love you. We're cheering for you, and we're going to support this show. So uh, we will roll out the, the, the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast community. Will be, uh, we will be on point to make sure that this is uh, something that everybody sees. And, of course, timing with Easter coming up, uh, no greater time to be able to tell your friends to watch this show, Resurrection on the Discovery uh, channels and outlets. So Discovery Plus, Resurrection, March 27th. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to you for tuning in. This is the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast. We want you to be healthy. We want you to thrive in your leadership and in your church. That's our goal. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Mm